brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. It sounds cliche, but there is a storm coming, heading towards the church. But unlike a hurricane or tidal wave, at least with material storms, people take the threat they pose rather seriously. The storm that is coming has been obvious to those not looking at the world through rose-tinted glasses. The world is turning against the church, and it's doing so overtly. And it's been doing this for quite a long time. To make matters worse, though, when the secular world finds itself with a secular leader who might, you know, actually not want to go after the church, what happens? Church officials turn on that person immediately is frankly mind-boggling to think about. It's almost as if the church was being run by the worst kind of secularists instead of by, you know, Catholics. It's food for thought. I have for you today a couple of stories that are connected together by this obvious growing hostility from outside the world from the outside world against the church and the church just going along with it. So let's get into this. But first, I wanted to thank the patrons and channel members for their continued support of Return to Tradition. By contributing like a dollar a month to the work of this channel, they keep this news and analysis coming. So a big thank you to them. It is greatly appreciated, especially in these uncertain times. If you want to become a patron of this channel, there are links to Subscribestar in the description box below. There are Patreon alternative, as well as to Patreon, where you can click the join button below the screen. Thanks, and enough of that. On to our story, which... First takes us to the state of Utah. A viewer on Twitter made sure that I saw this story, which comes from the Associated Press, who have dubbed the sealed confession a loophole in the ongoing, uh, what we like to call around here the Ted McCarrick problem in the church. Just a reminder, folks, public schools, Protestant churches, have the same problem, but at much higher levels. The difference being that the demons know that the Catholic Church is, you know, the real deal and has the gospel. And they want to take the church down. That's the difference. From the article, quote, It was a frigid Sunday evening at the Catholic Newman Center in Salt Lake City when the priest warned parishioners who had gathered after Mass that their right to private confessions was in jeopardy. A new law would break that sacred bond, the priest said, and directed the parishioners to sign a one-page form letter on their way out. I slash we oppose HB 90, began the letter, Stacked next to the pre-addressed envelopes, HB 90 is an improper interference of the government into the practice of religion in Utah. In the following days of February 2020, Utah's Catholic Diocese, which oversees dozens of churches, says it collected some 9,000 signed letters from parishioners and sent them to State Rep. Angela Romero from the party of Moloch with the letter D, who had been working on the bill as part of her campaign against the, you know, Ted McCarrick problem in the church. HB 90 targeted Utah's clergy penitent privilege, a law similar to those in many states that exempts clergy of all denominations from the requirement to report this most heinous and evil of deeds if they learn about the crime in a confessional setting. Utah's Catholic leaders had mobilized against HB 90, arguing that it threatened the sacred privacy of confessions. By the way, those Catholic leaders are going to be influential lay folks and, of course, the bishops. Anyway, more importantly, it met with disapproval from some members of the powerful Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, known as the Mormon Church, whose followers comprise the vast majority of the state legislature. HB 90 was dead on arrival. In 33 states, clergy are exempt from any laws requiring professionals such as teachers, 
physicians and psychotherapists to report information about alleged unholy evil deeds of this kind to police or child welfare officials if the church deems the information privileged, end quote. Love the framing of that article. I really do. The AP goes on to, in a very classy and no way tyrannical way, to describe the First Amendment protected seal of confession as a loophole. It's not a loophole, it's a sacred seal that priests are automatically excommunicated for breaking. I'm also pretty sure that if you eavesdrop on someone in the confessional, it's at least a mortal sin, if not automatic excommunication. Someone knowledgeable on that, let me know in the comments. I know I could look it up, I just haven't had the time. But are you surprised by this turn of events? By the way, thanks to the Mormons in Utah for having our back on this one. It is appreciated. Anyway, the thing that I like about this is that the AP talks about how this is dead on arrival. Let me paint you a picture about what would happen if by some infernal act, this bill managed to pass in the state legislature in Utah of all places. The powers that be would go after some priest to break the seal. He'd refuse, lawyer up from jail, and take this all the way to the Supreme Court. You know, the same Supreme Court that caused all the servants of Moloch to fly into a rage this past summer when their demonic sacrifice lost its legal protections. The same Supreme Court with six Catholics on it. Yeah, that Supreme Court, where it would be struck down and probably the protection afforded in 33 states, expanded to all 50 states and against the federal government as well. I don't have a lot of faith in the Supremes, but I can see where this bill would go. This lady's bill was political theater of the nastiest kind. But that's not the only political theater I have to report for you today. Over in Italy, you may have heard that they've got a new government, that they had a kind of a, an odd little outcome for their little contest. And uh, what's that secular phrase? Glass ceilings were shattered in the process. Not that the media or the church were cheering about this one, though, because Turns out the winning coalition and their presumptive leader have the wrong opinions on little matters like family, tradition, property, human dignity, those sorts of things. And even the church is having none of that. And I don't have a lot of faith in secular leaders, even ones who are allegedly on our side of things, but it's still a positive sign. From Crux, which professes to be taking the Catholic pulse, we get this headline. Top Italian prelate tells new government church will not be silent. Silent about what? Oh, silent because the prelates agree with the secular media's characterization of the new government of that country. Got it. From the Crux article, quote, Italy's leading Catholic prelate has urged the country's new leadership, seen as hostile to much of the Pope's social agenda, to stand up for the poor and the vulnerable, saying the church itself will continue to advocate for the common good with quote-unquote severity. In a statement published September 27th, Cardinal Matteo Zuppi, Archbishop of Bologna and president of the Italian Episcopal Conference, said the church in Italy, quote, will continue to indicate with severity, if necessary, the common good and not personal interests, the defense of the inviolable rights of the person and the community, in respect of the democratic dynamics and in the distinction of roles, it will not miss its contribution for the promotion of a more just and inclusive society, he said. In his statement, Zuppi, widely considered by Vatican observers as Papa Bile, meaning eligible to become the next pope, given his close association with much of Francis's agenda, lamented the high number of abstentions. Italy needs everyone's commitment, responsibility, and participation, he said. For this reason, he said, the bishops, 
quote, renew with even greater conviction the invitation to be protagonists of the future in the awareness that it is necessary to rebuild a fabric of human relations that even politics cannot do without, Zuppi also asked elected officials to, quote, carry out their mandate as a high responsibility at the service of all, starting with the weakest and least guaranteed, end quote. Now, a lot of that's fine, but as the article notes, Zuppi is considered Papa Bile, like Cardinal Roach, who I featured on Saturday. He's on the short list to likely replace Francis. And he is, quite frankly, as bad as Francis in everything of substance, just without the mean-spiritedness that makes it painfully obvious that Francis is probably not a Catholic. Zuppi would be a continuation of Francis, and he is speaking here for the Pack of Papa. He's also flexing his influence here for the approval of the cardinals who stand firmly with the Pack of Papa, hoping to curry their support in the conclave many expect to happen in 2023 or 2024. We'll see about all that, of course. You know, the funny thing about this story is that the new ruling party in Italy stands for everything that Catholic social teaching from before Vatican II stood for in almost every regard. And I know because I wrote my PhD dissertation on Catholic social teaching. Family, human beings seen as something other than cogs in a materialist machine, having a purpose beyond being a good consumer, and a country having an integrity and keeping itself secure from outsiders, all of that was what the church taught before the council that gave us functionally a new religion. Zuppi is repeating the party line here. And what it really shows is that the church is kind of becoming irrelevant in Italian politics. Certainly the Vatican could have said that the Vatican looks forward to working together on areas of mutual interest and dialoguing with one another on, on areas of disagreement, ready to bear witness to the gospel and its requirements in a modern complex age. And if he had said that, I wouldn't be talking about him in this video. But instead, Cardinal Matteo Zuppi chose a Francis-style blunt response to an outcome he simply did not want. And why? Because despite the fact that the Italians nearly had this happen like two years ago, it was pretty close, apparently no one saw this coming. They can't figure out, you know, the things that happened in the past two years that caused the Italian people to want to try something, anything different. Go figure. I suspect Americans will be following suit here in about a month, by the way. Are you surprised that the servants of Moloch in Utah are turning on the church? Are you surprised that Cardinal Zuppi, speaking for Francis and a possible candidate to be Pope Francis II, is not happy with the outcome of the Italian contest this past week? Let me know what you think about all this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help, as does sharing these messages on social media. That helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.